Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, credential reporter for Sports Illustrated, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And it would not be a big installment of Believe in the Rockets without my guy, Brian Bearfield. You guys know him as Big Sars. What's going on, my guy? <laughs> well, I mean, every time I'm on here, I feel like I should have to, you know, to, to act like you and say credentialed. Hey, we got to let him know. We got to let him know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look. Hi, I'm, how you doing? My name is Brian Bearfield, a.k.a. Big Sarge, credential mm-hmm. media member who mm-hmm. covers the Houston Rockets for Rockets Wire USA Today <laughs> and Houston Style Magazine. Hey, hey, there's a lot of other podcasts out there. But there's not one where they have not one, but two credential reporters covering the Houston Rockets for, for one podcast. Let's just say that, Sarge. Hey, look, I thought that you were about to do, you remember, like, I thought you were about to do good, uh, that Kobe Bryant th- uh, thing. You remember, because I know, I know Kobe Bryant is your, is your GOAT. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant is your favorite player of all time, right? Not favorite player of all time. Tracy McGrady is my favorite player of all time. Kobe Bryant is my GOAT, but they're literally okay. 1A and 2A. So, you remember when Kobe was sitting on the bench and somebody was talking trash to him and he started going... <laughs> yeah. He started one, counting two, out the three, number four, rings he got. And then he got five, he was like, yeah. Five yeah. of them. <laughs> That's how I feel. That's how I feel. One, two, yeah. Two of yeah. them. Two yeah, of two, them. Yeah, two, two, two credential, <laughs> credential media members who cover the Houston Rockets. Hey, man, yeah. thanks for having me on, brother. I appreciate it. No problem, man. And, you know, as you know, it is a big day on this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets because the 2022 NBA draft is over and boy. Let's just say the first three picks threw everything off the rail. As you guys know, the Houston Rockets ended the draft by picking up Jabari Smith Jr., Tari Eason, and Ty Ty Washington. The latter of the two is not that much of a surprise, but of course, the biggest surprise of all was when Jabari Smith fail to the Houston Rockets at pick number three. So on this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, Sarge and I, we're going to talk about every single one of these prospects. We're going to give our grades. But Sarge, before we get into all that and, and, and talk about our grades, we gotta I got to tell our listeners about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, sports development, including this year's NBA Finals. Shout out to the Golden State Warriors for winning championship number four. My God, and maybe later on in the offseason, I think I'm going to bring somebody on this show. We got to discuss whether or not Steph Curry is definitely a top 10 player at this stage in his career. I got a lot of interesting thoughts on that. But you can also find the NHL Hockey Conference Finals. 
MLB, the latest fighting news, and even early predictions regarding the NFL season. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just remember use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get your bonus and to get into the action because BetOnline is where the game starts. And we are going to start with the first prospect that the Rockets took Thursday night. It wasn't Paolo Bancaro. It was Jabari Smith Jr. Sarge, that was by far one of the biggest surprises that I've ever seen. I'm not going to say NBA draft history, but over the last, let's say, five years. And I understand when you take a look at Smith, when you take a look at Ben Carroll, when you take a look at Chet Holmgren, there wasn't a consistent, a, a consensus number one overall draft pick. All three of those guys could have went one, two, and three in any particular order. But the fact that the Orlando Magic kept their they kept their cars and their hands close to them. And they end up pulling the trigger on Paolo Bancaro, which means the Houston Rockets took Jabari Smith. I'm not going to lie. It caught me off guard. But Sarge, for the second year in the row, I do believe that the Rockets actually got the best player in the draft without having the number one overall pick. And Sarge, listeners and viewers, you guys know me. Ever since we started talking about the draft, I've been really big on the Rockets getting fit versus talent. And I do believe that because they had an opportunity to get Jabari Smith at number three, I think that they got the best of both worlds. Like I mentioned, I do believe that Jabari Smith is the most talented player in this year's draft. However, I like his fit better. Because the way he plays on the offensive side of the ball, that gives the Houston Rockets an opportunity to still say, Jalen Green is still our number one go-to scorer. Of course, when you add in his talent, I think there could be like a a, a 1A and a a 2B for the number two leading scorer on these teams in terms of what you can get out of Kevin Porter Jr. However, what I love most about the addition of Jabari Smith is the fact that he's actually going to help this team elevate their play on the defensive side of the ball. And when I take a look at Paolo Bancaro, that is the main reason why I did not want to see him here in Houston because in my opinion, I just thought Paolo would have been a better but younger version of Christian Woods, somebody that can go out there and give you 20 and 10. However, he's he's going to be so inefficient on the defensive side of the ball. Going into the draft, there were so many talks about his motor on defense. Can he play on defense? That was the biggest knock. And when I take a look at the Houston Rockets, to me, that was by far the biggest need that I wanted to see them address. And they got that in Jabari Smith. Let me start off by saying this. Let me, um, you know, I have my cowboy hat on for the listeners out there who can't see this beautiful face of mine. But I got my <laughs> cowboy hat on it, so I'm going to take it off and I'm going to tip my hat to Houston Rockets general manager, Rafael Stone. Rafael Stone by far is better at making basketball decisions than Daryl Morey, former Houston Rockets general manager, hmm. would ever be. Hmm. By far, you can tell that here's a here's a young man who studies the game, who watches the game, who is a fan of the game. Now, this isn't a shot at Daryl Morey, but by the same token, Daryl Morey always wanted to let you know he was the smartest guy in the room, the mm-hmm. IT guy. I'm the smartest guy. I'm the analytical guy. And sometimes you don't need analytics. You just need somebody who can spot an eye talent. 
And that's exactly what Houston Rockets general manager Rafael Stone can do. He can spot talent. I also like the fact that if we if we replay the last two drafts, right? If we replay the last two drafts. Last year, he got Jalen Green with the second overall pick. Mm-hmm. The Rockets would have got the first overall pick. He may have taken Cade Cunningham. So at number one or number two, he knew that he was going to get a very good guard in a guard-heavy draft. So he took his guard. Coming into the season, he knew that he didn't want to make. And when I say that he knew, I'm, I don't have any inside information because we did mention that we're credential media members. <laughs> so sometimes the things we say, people think that we have inside sources and knowledge. And we do. But in this case, I don't. So I'm just, you know, purely speaking off of speculations, if mm-hmm. I would have to say, if I, if I was able to get into the mind of Raphael Stone, you take a guard last year in a guard-heavy draft, coming into the season, you may not want to sign Christian Wood to a max deal, even though he thinks that he's worth it. You cannot sign it, and you have to get ready and prepared for the fact that you may lose your leading scorer and your leading rebounder in Christian Wood. Mm-hmm. They did. But the problem was, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the great thing for the Rockets was, this is a forward-heavy uh, forward draft. So you pick up your guard last year in Jalen Green, and now you get into the top three, top five pick, where you know five picks of this year's draft. Because, you know, there was no, uh, like, everyone knew, that the Rockets were not going to be a play-in team last year, much less a playoff team. So they wasn't going to make the play-in. They weren't going to make the playoffs. Everybody knew that this was a rebuilding year, especially with such a young team with, you know, drafting four young men under the age of 21. So you knew that this was a rebuilding year. You knew that this was a, a, a year where you didn't know what John Wall was going to do. So you knew that at some point in time, you, it clicked into you that I was going to be drafting in the lottery. And I'm talking about the Houston Rockets. They knew that they were going to be drafting in the lottery. So at that point, I would have to go out on a limb and say, Raphael Stone said, well, I'm going to get a forward. So if I land within that top five picks in which the Rockets did in the first, uh, land in the first three picks of the lottery, look who's there. You couldn't go wrong with Paolo. You couldn't go wrong with Chet. And you couldn't go wrong with Jabari. And even if even if they even if they'd have fell to four and all those were gone, you could have still bought in Keegan Murray. And I liked him as well. You see what I'm saying? And by the he, way, by the way, he had, I want to say, two meetings with the Rockets as well. So, so <laughs> yes. And so you see what I'm saying? No, you, you you see what I'm saying when it comes to Raphael Stone? He's looking ahead. He's he's building this team from the ground up and he's doing it the right way. So going out and getting a Jabari Smith. Now you said something earlier, and I said this. Uh, I said failed to the Rockets when I was on uh, in the trenches with Indy Kalu, mm-hmm. and he said, "Well, what does falling mean? Well, what does falling mean? Because if he was picked at the third pick, how did he fall?" And I said, "You know what? That's a good point. Did he really fall, Cody? Like, did yeah, he, he really did. fall? Did he really fall? Hold on. Did he really fall to the Rockets?" Or did these general managers play the chess game with not only these future draft picks, but with the media as well? Because the way I see it, hey, if I'm the Houston Rockets, let me pump up, I want Paulo, I want Paulo, I want Paulo. 
If I'm the Orlando Magic, let me pump up. We want Jabari. We want Jabari. But by the same token, both of them know who who exact who they want exactly, right? You think about it like this too. Both of those players didn't even work out for the teams that they're on right now. Ah, that, and that's what I was about to get to. Yes, they didn't even work out. And you remember, I specifically asked Raphael Stone um, at that press conference, "How do you? I mean, how, how do you evaluate a player to draft if you don't?" have a private workout with it. And he said, oh, you know, we got over 200 hours of film. I've seen mm-hmm. 500 games or whatever the case may be. He gave me an answer of we've studied who we wanted. And so I really and honestly truly believe that Jabari Smith could have been the pick the Rockets wanted all along because just like what you brought up earlier, he has way more intangibles than what Paulo has. Paulo reminds me of Devin Booker. And I think I said this to you before. He reminds me of Devin Booker. A scout even told me that a scout NBA scout said that he looks like Devin Booker. He plays like Devin Booker where he's a walking bucket. He knows the angles, the angles that he takes right now coming into the league as a rookie. He, uh, uh, those are what they have to teach NBA rookies. The first two years, uh, the first two years of them being in the NBA. So he already knows those angles. So he's a dynamic and a prolific scorer where he lacks is on the defensive end. So the Rockets mm-hmm. picked up Jabari Smith. And I like the fact that that young man has a chip on the shoulder because he's going to come in and he's going to play hard. But the Rockets got a very, very, very good draft pick in Jabari Smith. I am a Christian Wood guy. I think that Christian Wood has a lot of, uh, uh, I think that he has a lot of intangibles when it comes to the offensive end. And he lacks a lot on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. The Houston Rockets picked up a way better version than Christian Wood. <laughs> exactly. And look, there's no knock. And I do think Paulo is going to have a very good career in the NBA. But when I just thought of him just being one of offensive player, and if you ask me, I think the Rockets already have too many of those. You have Alperin Shagun, you have Kevin Porter Jr. You damn sure have Jalen Green talking about a walking bucket. You know, I already feel like they have the offensive side of the ball taken care of. Plus, I also want to add this in. I think in terms of on the offensive side of the ball, when I take a look at Jabari Smith, I also feel like he would be better for this team offensively because he's arguably the best shooter in the draft. And he is a guy that Steven Silas can actually utilize in pip and pop action. And if you brought in Paolo, I mean, Paolo could shoot the three ball, but he's not as efficient as Jabari Smith is coming out of the college as of right now. And SARS, like I mentioned. From three-point range. Yeah, from three-point range. Okay. Like, like, and and, and when I take a look at, and and I know, Stevens, we're going to see a lot of more pick-and-pop action this season, especially pick-and-pop action involving um, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jabari Smith. I know that's what Steven Silas would like to add in, and I just just did not see that too much in – Apollo had he came here in Houston but Sarge like I keep going back to and I'm holding on to this because of what Steven Silas said when we last spoke to him and I think you and I talked about this on this podcast as well Steven Silas's desire to get this team better on the defensive side of the ball you brought in Paulo you we were still going to see the same exact issues you bring in Jabari Smith we're going to see this defense go from point A to point B I know it's going to take some I know it's going to take a while because 
you know, Jabari Smith, just like all rookies, you know, he got to he got to put on some weight, especially when he if he about to bang bodies with uh with with, with a Jokic or a Joel Embiid or even Bam. You know, if he's bumping bodies with these guys down on the low post, he's going to have to buck up some. But at the same time, he already knows how to play defense on the defensive side of the ball. I love this pick. If I had to grade this pick, the the, the draft grade for Jabari Smith Jr. is an A-plus, in my opinion. Well, and I will say this, too. Well, well, Jabari Smith is way more athletic than Christian Wood. Mm-hmm. And so even what he lacks as far as size on the defensive end, he's going to make up in athleticism. You're not just going to be able to take him in the post and shoot over him. You're not just going to be able to take him in the post and dominate him. He still has the athletic skill set to be able to, to play good defense. And so, and like you said, there's a maturation process. We watched it with Jalen Green last year. There's mm-hmm. a maturation process that – these rookies have to go through. Jabari Smith has to go through. But I think that his upside and him uh, uh, being as good as he is right now is what's going to help him get through those rough times and those rough patches. Also, what the Houston Rockets did by drafting Jabari Smith was, and this is what I lo- love about uh, Rafael Stone and Coach Silas, because they tend to get together and they tend to see what exactly what everyone needs as far as, okay, so what do you need? So what do you need? So what do you need? And I'm talking about the players. Okay, so what does Jalen and KPJ need? Oh, they need spacing. Oh, too easy. No problem. Let's just go out and get, like you said, the best uh, three-point, big man, three-point shooter, the best power, uh, power, best power forward coming out of college who can shoot the three and spread the floor. Cool, mm-hmm. because now that leaves driving lanes for both of them who like to drive the ball but can shoot as well. You add Jabari Smith with, to me, and this is Big Sarge, to me, by far, one of the best uh, passing big men in the game in Alperin Shingun, mm-hmm. and you space it even more because now if you don't hold Alpi, right, if you're not going to hold Alpi, He's going to make sure that he's looking, he's looking around. He's not just one of those centers that gets the ball and is like, okay, come get the ball and I'm going to pass. No, Alpi has the moves to get to the basket, but Alpi has the basketball skill set, the basketball IQ to make the right basketball play. Having Jabari Smith out there keeps a lot of these teams honest. It won't keep them honest in the beginning, but as time goes on and as the season goes on, it's going to keep these teams honest because when you got KPJ, Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, and Alperin Shingun all on the floor at one time, and then you start mixing matching, it's like, okay, well, this game we may start, okay, we're going to sit Eric. We'll bring in Josh Christopher, who's a slasher, who, who has a high basketball IQ. okay. Uh, let's just go ahead and say we're going to bring in, let's, let's say Dacian is still here, right? Dacian is still on the roster and not in the G League. All right, let's see if we can go a three-man rotation with Dacian, KPJ, and uh, Jalen. So getting Jabari Smith was by far one of the best things that the Rockets could have ever done, and I give them a grade. Uh, I give Jabari Smith an A-plus as well. And with that being said, that concludes another installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24.
And I'm Big Sarge. And make sure you follow me at Big Sarge Sports with a Z at the end on Twitter. And follow me at Big Sarge Sports, uh, com. And you can also hear me on Sports Talk 790 Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 10 to 12 a.m. Make Giving these great sports takes. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.